Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone, and live from Green Bay Running Back Auditions, it's the Fourth and Inches Show with Jana and the Sherpa. Jana, how are you this evening? Good news, guys. It looks like I'm probably going to be running back one this week for the Green Bay Packers. So clearly, I'm doing phenomenal. Going to have a couple okay. of protein shakes and see where things go. <laughs> All right. Well, I think I'm going to put you in my starting lineup in lieu of Chris Johnson this week, but. Uh... I'm really tiny, so I can probably find some holes. I feel like I, I might be able to do better than Chris Johnson. <laughs> I don't know, though. Your back is, is somewhat problematic, so... Uh, uh, you I, know. Take a couple painkiller injections, and I'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. So, and if that doesn't work out, I hear Arizona needs a running back. I hear Indianapolis needs a running back. So that seems to be a recurring theme this week, the the injured running backs and who's going to take their place, which is obviously going to have an impact on a lot of fantasy leagues. But um, I don't know. It's a waiver wire for running backs, that's for sure. Yeah, well, we've got a lot to talk about in our waiver wire segment um, this mm-hmm. evening. So why don't we get right to it then? Uh, who are some of the – Quarterback. Well, first, like. first, let's tell everybody what we're going to do and how to talk to us in case they want to have their say. We don't want to leave oh, any of our all listeners right, out. All right, if you insist. <laughs> we are going to be here from 9:30 until 10:30 p.m. Eastern time, as we are every week. And if you want to have your voice heard or just argue with our opinions, which is completely fine, there are a number of ways you can do that. Uh, number one being that you can call us at 347-677-1608. That's 347-677-1608. Or you can email us at the number 4thninchesshow at gmail.com. That's the number 4thninchesshow at gmail.com. You can also tweet us under the same handle, the number 4thninchesshow. We have the chat room open, and of course, all week long you can find us at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page on Facebook, fantasyfootballsherpa.com, and at our personal Twitter handles, mine being JKIM16, and the Sherpa being fantasy underscore Sherpa. And now, let's talk waiver wire. How about that? Okay, but I just I want to ask you something real quick before we do. This is more of a football yeah. question than a fantasy football question. But everybody knows we've got two five and zero teams left. We've got uh, Atlanta and Houston. Which of those teams, if either, do you think will be playing in the Super Bowl this year? Would it be Houston only, Atlanta only, both Houston and Atlanta, or neither Houston and Atlanta? How would you answer that? I'm going to say neither, but if I had to choose between the two, I would choose Atlanta. I think they will stay undefeated longer. What do you think? Okay. I agree with you that it's likely to be neither, but I would say that I actually like Houston's chances of getting there better, even without Brian Cushing and some of the other injuries that they've had. But I just think I was, that they're... I don't know. I'm I'm real worried about that Brian Cushing injury. That did, It was not pretty. He tore his ACL. He's done for the year. And that is a pretty big loss on that defense. Yeah, but they lost Mario Williams this season, too. They they just, I, I don't know, I guess, you know, Yeah, but look what he's doing now. Maybe that wasn't as big of a loss as we thought. Well, perhaps. I mean, I, I think Buffalo is going to regret <laughs> that, but uh, if they don't already. Although I do like that, well, we'll get to that in a minute, but when we <laughs> talk about defenses we like this week. But why don't we start right in on quarterbacks, and who are some of the quarterbacks that uh, you'd like off of the waiver wire this week, Jana? Um, one I tell you every week is Christian Ponder in Minnesota. He's still available everywhere, which is slowly driving me crazy. 
He did have a couple of interceptions this week, but that is more of an anomaly than a trend. He is a very, very nice bi-week pickup or a second quarterback. He's not going to hurt you. He's not going to do anything crazy, but he's not going to hurt you, which I like. Um, also, Matt Hasselbeck in Tennessee. Um, I know I know. last week wasn't, wasn't ideal, but he does potentially have a healthy Kenny break coming back this week, and he's got another week with the offense, taking those first-team reps. And the Pittsburgh defense is a little banged up. I think he rebounds better this week if you need a bye week fill-in. Not a terrible option. And I'm also going to go out on a limb and tell you to maybe start looking at Matt Flynn out in Seattle. I think Russell Wilson's scholarship is just about up. And the matchup against New England this week is not going to do him any favors. I wouldn't be surprised if we get a Matt Flynn sighting at some point this week. All right. The couple guys that I want to add to your list are Ryan Tannehill, with Miami, they're playing St. Louis this week, and I'm not so impressed. Um, they're Actually, I'm impressed by Tannehill, not so impressed by St. Louis's defense. They're not bad, but I think Tannehill I'm, I definitely... I think I'm higher on the St. Louis defense than you are. Well, I picked them up several times last week in several leagues, but I just think Tannehill has actually been you know, better than I would have expected. And then the other is Brandon Whedon. Not because he's so great necessarily, but I'm not impressed at all by Cincinnati's uh, pass defense, and I think that uh, that's something that uh, Whedon and the Browns could definitely um, exploit this week. So those are my two I think I might be more excited about Brandon Whedon if perhaps any of his receivers looked like they wanted to be receivers. I'm a little concerned about that. I mean, Josh Gordon looked good last week. We'll get to that in a minute. But, you know, Josh Gordon and Jordan Norwood looked good last week. I mean, I know, they're, you know, Norwood, I think, is banged up now. But uh, we'll see. There's, I, I don't know. I, I like him for what it's worth. So we'll see. Yeah. Moving on to running backs this week, of course, we have a whole boatload of injuries to tell you about. Donald Brown in Indianapolis is out for several weeks. Uh, Cedric Benson in Green Bay is out for – yeah, He's out eight. for eight or more if he has surgery. So we're not going to see him for at least eight. Right. So we're essentially talking in the playoff weeks of the fantasy league. So, you know, unless you're guaranteed, a, unless you're 5-0 and already and, you know, have room to stash him, yeah, I, I think it's probably safe to cut the cord with him. Ryan Williams mm-hmm. with Arizona has gone for the season. And then backup-wise, Bernard yeah. Scott in Cincinnati has gone for the year and um, Javon Ringer in Tennessee is lost for a bunch of weeks too so there's, there's definitely a lot That's of holes to be filled this loss. week <laughs> yeah the, the three that I'm highest on let's start with Vic Ballard in Indianapolis you know Donald Brown's going to be out several weeks and the Jets have a Swiss cheese run defense I really like Ballard as a starter this week to rack up massive yardage. So if you need one and have the top waiver priority this week, he's the guy I would be looking at. Other guys I'd be looking at are Alex Green in Green Bay and William Powell in in, uh, Arizona. So those are Mm -hmm. the three that I have my eye on this week. How about you, Jana? I mean, we we definitely had a little bit of a disagreement about Vic Ballard before the show started. I I'm not quite as high on him as you are, but the fact that it is so thin at running back right now and you're down a bunch of really good running backs because of the bye week on top of the injuries, he's not a bad option. Um, As much as it pains me to say, Danny Woodhead of the Patriots, he's had two weeks of decent fantasy points. Uh, Stephen Ridley is on 
suicide watch this week. This is it's just there's gonna be points for Woodhead. It's just a matter of how many. If you need a stopgap, Danny Woodhead's not a terrible option. Um, also, another name I, I'm a little surprised is on my list is David Wilson of the Giants. He got a little bit of redemption last week. He did not fumble, which was pretty huge. Um, and with Andre Brown concussed, and it looks like not probably playing this week, he may see an increased workload. And again, if you're looking for a bye week replacement or somebody to fill the gap while Donald Brown is gone, it's not a bad option. And I agree with you with William Powell as well. Yeah, I'm just not real keen on the Giants matchup against the 49ers run defense this week. There are a couple leagues where I'm not even starting. I'd rather start Vic Ballard than Ahmad Bradshaw this week just because of the matchups, but I know you'll probably disagree (laughs) with that. And then uh, in New England, I actually like Brandon Bolden better than I do Woodhead and you know, we'll see how that all plays out. But, I you like know, the versatility of Woodhead. I think his potential fantasy-wise is is equal to Bolden. It's just you can put him in a running back slot and you may get more pass yards from him, but you're still getting the points. So I'm okay with that. And then just a couple other guys to mention. Daryl Richardson looks like he's, you know, getting at least the backup shares of carries in St. Louis. And then out in Kansas City with Peyton Hillis still out, uh, um, Sean Drone and even Cyrus Gray are starting to get some carries now, so definitely some interesting options there. Why don't we move on to wide receivers and who is on your list this week as far as wide receiver pickups from the waiver wire? I think Jeremy Curley has to be uh, pretty high up on anybody's list. Uh, more by a war of attrition. There, there really are no wide receivers left in uh, New York, at least not for the Jets. And while their run game is struggling, their pass game, they've got to throw to somebody, and Jeremy Curley seems to be the pick, at least for the moment. Um, I I don't hate the option of Reuben Randall out on the other side of the city in, in New York as well. He's been more of the third-string running back or wide receiver. But with all the injuries, and he's been kind of the hot hand after last week, I like his... His option, I know you don't like the San Francisco defense, but still, I'm still okay with him this week. And Kendall Wright in Tennessee has slowly been coming higher up on my list. He's getting more looks each game, and Matt Hasselbeck seemed to be okay with him last week. So um, I'm going to stash him away. I don't know if he'll have a huge game this week, but he's not a bad option to hold on to. All right, just a couple names to add there. Josh Gordon's still available in some leagues. He's had an up or down rookie season, but last week was definitely an up. Jordan Norwood, unfortunately, his foot is bothering him. Otherwise, I'd say he's somebody I would definitely look at. Agree with you 100% on Curley. You know, the Jets quarterback situation is one of the worst in the league, but still, you know, even a bad pass offense throws for, you know, 2,700 to 3,000 yards in a season, and they've got to throw him somewhere, and Dustin Keller hasn't been around, and Santonio Holmes isn't around. Week, and Pardon? Dustin Keller's coming back this week. Uh, we'll see. I, I think I'd still rather have Cumberland, but we'll talk about that in a minute. And then um, Mario Manningham out in San Francisco is quietly putting together a nice season. You know, he's sort of worked his way up from the third wide receiver option there to the second wide receiver option. And those are some guys Mm -hmm. that I have my uh, eyes on. And um, if you have the room and, 
you know, can speculate on guys that are on a buy. Brandon LaFell had a nice bounce back week last week, and even Greg Camarillo was signed on Tuesday or Wednesday by New Orleans and had, I think, four catches last week already. So you know, he's somebody else, depending on mm-hmm. you know, how healthy Lance Moore is and how effective Devery Henderson is, who could definitely work himself into the rotation there as the season goes on. Mm-hmm. So let's move on to tight ends. As I was alluding to before, I'm actually still a Jeff Cumberland fan, even with uh, Dustin Keller reportedly coming back, but we'll see. And then the other two guys I like are both uh, rookies in Indianapolis. Dwayne Allen and Kobe Fleener both seem to be thriving as Andrew Luck gets better. So how about you, Jenna? Who do you like this week, tight end-wise? I agree with the indie picks. Um, again, they need to throw to somebody other than Reggie Wayne occasionally, and the tight ends have both stepped up. And I thought Cody Fleener would be the better of the two since they had the rapport from college, but Dwayne Allen actually has more touchdowns, more points, and seems to be fitting in really nicely. So I think they're both good options. Dwayne Allen's going to be available in more leagues than Cody Fleener is, so Either one's not a bad pick. Um, another name from last week as well, Orson Charles in Cincinnati. And if Dustin Keller's on your waiver wire, I like Dustin Keller. <laughs> well, yeah, sure, sure. if he's on the waiver wire, but I'm just guessing that in the majority of leagues he wouldn't be. But uh, there if he's are, there, I agree with you 100%. There are some places where he's floating out there, and he, I, I truly believe him when he tells me he's coming back this week. And I think that it's, Dustin Keller's been Sanchez's security blanket, and with him back, I think it's going to be a very different look at tight end. All right, and then if you're really desperate, uh, Zach Miller looked a little better in Seattle last week, and especially if Matt (laughs) Flynn comes in at some point, you figure he might be a safety valve. And then uh, Anthony Fasano in Miami, I know Jan is not a fan, but every week, three or four receptions, 30, 40 yards, you know, it's it's not much, but especially if you're in a bye week situation, you know that that could always that all helps. So just, how about if you you're guys? gonna put Anthony Fasano on your team, don't actually watch the Miami games because it's gonna just make you nuts what he drops. <laughs> okay, well, how about um, I think he caught three or four targets last week, but uh, we'll see. So how about the defenses? What defenses? If you're somebody that likes to stream defenses or just has a defense on a bye week this week, uh, which defenses have caught your eye? Uh, number one, Minnesota. Still out there on a lot of waiver wires uh, with the possibility that RG3 may not play or is going to be a little banged up against Washington. I really like the matchup for them this week. New England against Seattle. I mean, you get points for not giving up a lot of points in most fantasy leagues, and it's really hard to think that Seattle's going to do a ton of damage to New England. Oddly enough, Buffalo and Dallas are also on my list this week. Um, Buffalo's got a pretty solid matchup against Arizona, who can't seem to protect their quarterback. They can't keep running backs healthy, and they just look very lost out there. Um, it it may not be a pretty game, but I think Buffalo can get you some points. And Dallas, even though they're playing Baltimore, this has been a defense that's kind of quietly been a lot better than I think a lot of people expected was going to be, and I think that they'll be able to contain that offense somewhat. So, I mean, it's it feels weird to say, but it's out there. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I mean, especially, um, you know, yeah, I, I think that Dallas, especially their pass defense, I think is the number one defense in the league in terms of um, yardage allowed, you know, least yards Strange per game allowed. And listen. it'll be interesting to see how they do against Joe Flacco. 
this week. Mm-hmm. A couple other defenses that have, I like this week in terms of matchups that might be available on your waiver wire, Miami hosting St. Louis and Cincinnati playing at Cleveland. Those are a couple others that I have my eye on. How about uh, any kickers that you would pick up for bi-week purposes? The same two we talk about every week, Blair Walsh in Minnesota and Greg Leg out in St. Louis. I mean, they're they're still available a lot of places, and if they are, go get them. I mean, okay. it's pretty the simple. The ones that I would add to that league, if you're to that list, if you're in a deeper league, you're Phil Dawson in Cleveland, Shane Graham in Houston, and Connor Barth in Tampa coming off of their bye week. So why don't we get right into the games then? We've got four teams on bye this week, and who are they, Jana? Yeah. We have Carolina, Chicago, Jacksonville, and New Orleans. So you've got about eight running backs all together that normally you'd be playing that are not available this week. <laughs> right, right. No, no MJD, no Forte, no, you know, none Drew of the thirty-eight running backs that New Orleans got. I mean, no Michael Bush. It's it's not real pretty for a lot of fantasy teams, which is part of why the injuries were so magnified this week because the waiver wire was already going to be thin. So. Good luck. <laughs> yes, indeed. So first up, speaking of running backs, we've actually got a running back who came back last week and made a pretty good impression, yeah. and that would be Richard Mendenhall and his Pittsburgh Steelers traveling to Tennessee to take on the Woeful Titans. And I don't think this is going to be much of a contest, and this will probably be one of the more one-sided Thursday night games of the season. I like Pittsburgh in this by a couple of touchdowns. Final score, Pittsburgh 27, Tennessee 13. I'm a little more optimistic, but I think I just have some kind of weird blind faith in this Tennessee offense that I don't know where it came from, and I'm not sure why it's still here. But I seem to think they're going to continue to be competitive, even though they've tried everything to prove me wrong. I really think Matt Hasselbeck will show up a little bit better this week, and I'm I'm hoping that helps. But no Javon Ringer. Chris Johnson's terrible. I do think Pittsburgh wins this pretty handily. I just think it might be a little closer than you do. Um, Fantasy-wise, there's a lot to get excited about on Pittsburgh this week, even with a couple of defensive injuries. Um, I think that you you definitely need to be starting Ben Roethlisberger. I, I'm very comfortable starting Richard Mendenhall at running back. And wide receiver-wise, Mike Wallace and Antonio Brown are both really great options. If you need a deeper flex option because you've got wide receivers on buys, you can look at Jericho Cotri or Sanders. Um, I'm not... I think there are better options out there, but completely up to you. (laughs) Tight end Heath Miller is pretty much a must-start at this point. Big Ben, is their bromance is just very strong, and you got to go with that. Um, I am going to start their defense and say no to the kicker this week. I think there are better kicker options out there. How about Isaac Redmond? Would you still start him as a flex option, perhaps? I I mean, I guess this week, because of the injuries and the bye weeks, maybe I still go with Redmond, but on a normal week, probably not. All right. It wouldn't surprise me if he got double-digit carries, in, in if, especially if the game is as one-sided as I think it's going to be, but we'll see. For Tennessee tight end, Jared Cook is the only one that I think is a must-start this week, and Jana, you were right about him. He's starting to... Come on, um, running back. Finally, one of these one of these predictions I throw against the wall. Something's going to stick. <laughs> well, I'm just acknowledging that. And running <laughs> back you. Chris Johnson is a flex at best for me this week. Don't like this matchup for him. 
wide receiver Nate Washington, Kendall Wright, and Kenny Britt, who's probable with an ankle injury. They're all flex options for me at best. Tight end Craig Stevens, flex option. The defense is a maybe. Stay away from quarterback Matt Hasselbeck. Uh, Jake Locker is still going to be out with a shoulder injury. Running back Javon Ringer is out. Stay away from him. And then kicker Rob Baronis is a no for me because I don't think they're going to score uh, many points this week. So I'm a little higher on Kenny Britt than you are. I like I like the Matt Hasselbeck Kenny Britt matchup, but other than that, I'm good. I think Matt Hasselbeck is is going on fumes at this point, and Still he <laughs> wound up on a stretcher somewhere. And Rusty Smith ended up getting uh, significant playing time this week. Uh, that wouldn't surprise me, but uh, for Matt I Hasselbeck, like Kenny Britt, I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> I like Kenny Britt, but I just think that you know his traffic problems aside, I just think that. For whatever reason, he just doesn't seem like he's got his uh, legs under him yet. But we'll see. Maybe this is the week, although I I have my doubts. So moving on to the Sunday early games, first one up is Dallas at Baltimore. And as you alluded to before, Dallas defense better than people think. Joe Flacco, I'm not 100% sold yet. Better than most Cowboys fans think. I don't even think this is a good defense watching them, but they are. Statistically, they're decent. And I think that this is a winnable game for Dallas. We'll see how they do mm-hmm. coming off their bye week, but I think if everyone is healthy, which they should be after a week's rest, that you know, they have what it takes to pull off. I don't know if you'd consider it an upset. The odds makers would, but I'm okay. not sure I would. But uh, I like Dallas in this game by field goal. I'll say Dallas 24, Baltimore 21. I don't disagree with you. Even though Baltimore is one of my Super Bowl picks, I do think that the Cowboys, I I would kind of consider this an upset compared to how we played in our last game. So I I do think Dallas will win this in a close one. I think this will be one of the better games to watch this weekend, so I'm excited about it. Um, Fantasy-wise, I think that you can go ahead and feel safe starting a lot of these guys you normally would, even with the Baltimore defense. There are points to still be had. Uh, I'm starting Tony Romo. I'm starting running back to Marco Murray. Tight end Jason Witten, I'm I'm back to feeling good about starting. He seems to finally have his legs under him, and Romo gave him a lot of targets in that Chicago game. It was one of the few bright spots. Wide receiver-wise, I like Miles Austin. I'm, I'm more of a flex option on Des Bryant this week. I'm concerned about the fact that he seems to not be running routes correctly and he's dropping passes. Kevin Ogletree, I think, is also an interesting flex option, but Miles Austin is the only one out of the wide receivers that I want to say definitely start. The defense, I'm going to say yes to, but Dan Bailey, the kicker, is more of a maybe for me. He's kind of on on the borderline of a a 12-team league starter right now, so it depends what your kicking options are. He is available on a lot of waiver wires if you do need somebody desperately. For Baltimore, the only options that I really like this week are running back Ray Rice, and even though he had a bad week last week, tight end Dennis Pitta, I think will bounce back and won't be so pitiful this week. For quarterback Joe Flacco is a maybe for me. Wide receivers Torrey Smith and Anquan Bolden are maybe flex options for me against that Dallas pass defense. And Baltimore's defense is also a maybe for me. Uh, running back Bernard Pierce is a no. Wide receiver Jacoby Jones, I've been high on him in the past few weeks, but this is not a good matchup for him. Tight end Ed Dixon has been missing in action all season, so there's no reason to start him this week. And kicker Justin Tucker, again, I just don't think Baltimore is going to score enough points this week to make him a, a reliable fantasy starter. So I think that's let's fair. Go, go ahead. 
No, no, no. I, I was agreeing with you. I, I'm okay with those picks. All right. So now next game up is Cincinnati at Cleveland. This is a rematch from opening week, but I think the outcome is going to be pretty similar. I think um, – well, actually, it's not opening week. I think um, – Philadelphia played Cleveland opening week, but I do yeah, like Cincinnati too. in this game. And you know, forget the dog pound. I just think Cincinnati is a lot more powerful, especially on offense. Cleveland hasn't shown anything on defense, and even though I don't think Brandon Whedon is as bad as as Jana thinks he is, I, I still think Cincinnati wins this by at least ten points. I'll go with the final score: the Cincinnati thirty-four, Cleveland twenty-four. How about you, Jana? What's your take on this game? I don't know if they're scoring 24 points, but again, <laughs> I think there's a, a fair amount of fantasy starters for the Cincinnati uh, side of things. I want to start Andy Dalton. Um, normally, he's more of a second quarterback option for me, but this week I like the matchup. Wide receivers, A.J. Green and Andrew Hawkins I like. Uh, tight end, Jermaine Gresham. I think Orson Charles is more of a deeper flex option this week. I like Gresham out of the two. And running back Ben Jarvis Greenellis, the law firm, kind of resurging out in Cincinnati. I think that's uh, a pretty solid matchup for him this week as well. And I like the defense. I'm going to say no to the kicker, though. How about Brian Leonard? Now that Bernard Scott's out, somebody's got to pick up those extra carries, and he's always been pretty involved in their pass game. What do you think of him as an option if you're really hurting at running back? I mean, you could. I just don't know if there's going to be – I mean, it's better than starting an injured player or an empty slot. I just don't know how much there's going to be left for him because I don't know if this is going to get into the kind of garbage time where he'd get some significant yardage until the point where it may be too late for anything to really rack up. I think this is going to be more of a, a passing attack than a run game. But, I mean – it's not awful. It's, I'm, I'm not that excited about it. For Cleveland, I still want to start running back Trent Richardson this week, wide receiver Josh Gordon and Greg Little. Quarterback Brandon Whedon is the second quarterback for me this week. Uh, wide receiver Jordan Norwood, questionable with a foot injury, is a flex option for me. If he were healthy, I would start him because I don't think much of Cincinnati's past defense. Tight end Ben Watson is a flex option for me. Kicker Phil Dawson is a maybe. And I say no to running back Chris Ogbenaya, wide receivers Mohamed and Josh Cribbs, and Travis Benjamin. Uh, and Benjamin are both questionable with hamstring injuries. Tight end Jordan Cameron looked good for a couple weeks, but he's back to um, being in Ben Watson's shadow, which isn't much of a shadow, but Anyway, you don't start him, and Cleveland's defense is also a do-not-start this week with uh, Andy Dalton and Cincinnati's offensive firepower. Mm -hmm. So moving right along, we have St. Louis playing at one of your favorite teams, Miami, and I don't think this game is going to be particularly close. I'm getting more and more impressed by Ryan Tannehill each week, I think. He may not look you know, like the smoothest quarterback, but he's – they seem to win when he's on the field, and I think that's more a function of their defense than it is of him, perhaps. But I'll think that I think Miami will keep it going this week, and I'll take them to beat St. Louis by a couple of touchdowns. Final score: Miami 27, St. Louis 13. I, I I guess so. I think St. Louis's defense will keep it a little more respectable. But again, this is another thing we kind of disagree on. But 
Fantasy-wise, Sam Bradford's really a second quarterback option, especially now that Danny Amendola is going to be missing in action for a few weeks, which is a huge loss for that offense and for fantasy teams everywhere. Um, Wide receiver-wise, Brandon Gibson is the only one out of any of these guys that you should be starting because not only is he the only guy outside of Amendola who's averaging more than three targets a game, but... Realistically, it's hard to get excited about about any of these other wide receivers because they've almost no experience. Brandon Gibson has some rapport with Bradford, so I think he has a big game if he's on your waiver wire, and that's a big if. Go go, feel free to pick him up because that's the only offensive target that's really going to do much this week. I'm saying just say no to the tight ends. I'm okay with Steven Jackson as long as you have you know some kind of cushion, I'd hope, but in this running back light week, it may be hard to really have a big rushing attack. Um, Like the Sherpa alluded to, the Miami defense is good. They do stop the run, so don't expect huge numbers. Um, I am still going to start the St. Louis defense and kickers, though. I do love Greg the Leg, this rookie sensation. I think St. Louis will be kicking a lot of field goals, and I'm a little higher on their defense. And, again, this will be a lower-scoring game than a lot of other ones, so I think it's a safer pick than some of the other defenses, but that's just my opinion. So for Miami, I want to start quarterback Ryan Tannehill this week. Reggie Bush is a must-start for me. Wide receivers Brian Hartline and Devon Vest must-starts. Tight end Anthony Fasano in the defense are also starts for me. Running back Lamar Miller is a flex option for me this week. Uh, Daniel Thomas is questionable with concussions, so I think Miller will get the full complement of backup carries this week. Uh, don't worry about Javorski Lane. Uh, kicker Dan Carpenter is also a maybe for me. Running backs uh, Daniel Thomas and Javorski Lane are no's for me. As I said, Thomas questionable with that concussion. Wide receivers Jabar Gaffney and Anthony Armstrong. Uh, you don't need to have them on your fantasy team unless you're in a 32-team league, and hopefully that's not the case. <laughs> so not. next we move on to... This this is going to be dreadful if you're a Jets fan, but Indianapolis at the Jets. The Jets season is just falling apart at the seams, and as Jana and I were alluding to before the show, you know, it's only a matter of time before Tim Tebow is is on the tongue of every Jets fan, and and uh, Rex Ryan is is headed for the exits. Although I don't think that'll happen until after the season is over. But this game, I think Andrew Locke has shown that he has what it takes to justify his number one overall draft status. And between his passing ability and the Jets' lack of a um, run defense, I think Indianapolis runs roughshod over them. I'll take Indianapolis to win this game by a couple of touchdowns, and when's the last time we said that? But I think Indianapolis wins this game 31-17. Now, the Sherp and I do agree on Indy winning big. We disagree on how it's going to happen, though. I think this is going to be much more of an aerial attack, and the Sherpa thinks that it is going to be the Vic Ballard show. So we'll see what happens. Either way, the Jets are going to look kind of pitiful, and just Jet fans, remember that you were in it with Houston last week, and maybe just watch that game again instead of watching this one. I think it might be a little better. That was only because of the kickoff return, though. That wasn't their offense. It's something. They need something to hold on to. Yeah. <laughs> This is not going to be the week. Uh, Definitely start Andrew Luck. 
start wide receiver Reggie Wayne, and I'm I'm going to get crazy and start T.Y. Hilton. I think he's getting targets this week, and it's going to be a, a fun ride. Um, I think you're okay starting either Cody Fleener or Dwayne Allen at tight end. Running backs, Vic Ballard is really the only one. Donald Brown had his knee scoped. We're not going to see him for three weeks. Vic Ballard may or may not have a huge game, depending if you ask me or, or the Sherpa. Um, he will definitely get some quality yardage, and he's not fighting in Shanahanigans or Bill Belichick's offense, which makes him uh, a nice, shiny fantasy option. <laughs> We're going to have to lay off Mike uh, Shanahan pretty soon. He's been uh, riding the Alfred Morris train there, so we may have to give him a, a pass at least for the He signed, for he this signed Ryan Grant. This is just, it's all, it's all going to get a whole new twist. I, I'm never going to feel settled with Shanahanigans. I long for the days of the 90s with Terrell Davis. It's just, But anyway, um, I am starting the indie defense and the kicker, and I'm really sorry, Jets fans. For the Jets, running back um, Sean Green is a start for me this week just because I'm not that impressed by Indy's run defense, and I don't think that the Jets are going to be able to throw much and tight end Jeff Cumberland, whether or not Dustin Keller comes back, I, I still like Cumberland. You know, he actually won one of my fantasy matchups for me last week in a 32-team league with his Monday night touchdown. So thank you, Mr. Cumberland. Uh, running back Bilal Powell is perhaps a flex option if you're really desperate. Jeremy Curley, I know that we both uh, like him, but given that he's got that problem with his finger um, yeah. and he's apparently sick, although that'll probably be cleared up by the weekend. For me, he's a flex option this week. Quarterbacks, Mark Sanchez and Tim Tebow, stay away from both of them. Running back, Joe McKnight, stay away. Wide receivers, Stephen Hill and Chaz Schillen, stay away. Dustin Keller, even if he plays, I think, stay away. The defense, and kicker Nick Folk, stay away from both of them as well. And uh, Stephen Hill is still questionable with that hamstring injury, and uh, Dustin Keller still has his hamstring injury. Even if he plays, I'm just not certain that he's going to be that effective yet. I mean, we talked about Dustin Keller. We can keep rolling. <laughs> All right. So next game up, Oakland at Atlanta, and I don't think Atlanta is going to be a Super Bowl team, as, uh, but... At this point, I, I think they're, they're going to continue their undefeated streak. I think both teams yeah. will continue their undefeated streaks this week, and I'd like Atlanta to win this game by a couple of touchdowns at home. I'll take them to win 31-17 over Oakland. I uh, can't really disagree with that. Uh, there are some, some a couple of options fantasy-wise from Oakland. Um, it's not just that the matchup with the Atlanta defense isn't good. It's kind of the perfect storm of their wide receivers get healthy and then they play the defense that holds the wide receivers to the fewest amount of fantasy points. So it's not a great situation for them. Carson Palmer, for me this week, more of a second quarterback option. Uh, wide receiver Denarius Moore is really the only one I want to start. Darius Hayward Bay is coming back this week, but he is coming off a major hit. He's playing a bad matchup. Denarius Moore has the hot hand. It's just a, a perfect storm, and if you need a flex wide receiver, there are better options than the Oakland merry-go-round of wide receivers. Um, running back Darren McFadden, I think, is an okay start. Again, it's a tough week for running backs. I like tight end Brandon Myers. I know the last two weeks have been 
kind of light weeks for him, but like I said, the wide receivers aren't going to have huge games, and he is the security blanket of Carson Palmer, who's going to get rushed by that defense all day. I think he has a bigger week than some people anticipate, um, and I am not starting the Oakland defense. I am starting kicker Sebastian Janikowski because he can kick a 50-yard field goal, and they'll get some points. Well, especially in that dome, he could probably kick an 80-yard field goal. But okay, uh, forever. We'll see. <laughs> so he'll probably have more problems off the field after the game than he will on the field during the game, but that's another Most issue. Likely, that won't impact my fantasy lineup, so it'll be all good. Unless he has those problems on Saturday night and you don't have Sunday morning first-come, first-serve waivers, then it would. But <laughs> hopefully that won't be the case. So for Atlanta, quarterback Matt Ryan, start him. Running back Michael Turner, start. Wide receivers Julio Jones and Roddy White, start both of them, although it definitely seems like Julio Jones has supplanted Roddy White as option one for Atlanta right now. Tight end Tony Gonzalez is giving you the production, better production than most wide receivers do, so continue to start him, although he's older than Methuselah at this point. Kicker Matt Bryan is a good start this weekend, as as is Atlanta's defense. Wide receiver Harry Douglas is a flex option for me, and I would stay away from running backs Jack Hiz, Rogers, and Jason Snelling. Okay, I can live with that. All right, next up we've got the Philadelphia Eagles coming off a tough loss at Pittsburgh last week, and Jenna, you were right about that game as well. And they're hosting Detroit this week. I think Philadelphia gets back on the winning column this week, and I think Detroit mm-hmm. uh, is going to uh, fall to 1-4 and four after, the, after this game, and I'll pick Philadelphia to win a close game 28-24. I just... Uh... I'm completely befuddled by this Eagles team every week, but I agree with you. I think they win. I think they keep it close just because that seems to be what they do. Um, and fantasy-wise, I think you got a couple of decent options here, but this Eagles defense is, is really spotty, and you can think your guys can have a great day, and then that's the only player they stop all day, which is a little frustrating. But Matthew Stafford, I think you can start. I I like him more if you have a second quarterback, but I, I don't think he's an awful option considering some of the defensive matchups this week. Um, running back Mikhail Ashore, I think, is the only one you should be starting out of this bunch. Kevin Smith just isn't getting enough of the targets, uh, and obviously Javid Best isn't going to be activated for another two weeks, so you probably shouldn't be starting him. The tight ends, Brandon Pettigrew and Tony Scheffler and, and all of that gang, uh, the one thing that the Eagles defense does do pretty well consistently is shut down tight ends, and they've done it the last few weeks. I don't love Brandon Pettigrew's chances here. I think you definitely have some better tight end options, even if they're out in Indy and they're little rookies. I just think you need to pass on them this week. And uh, wide receivers. Obviously, we can't forget about Megatron, Calvin Johnson. I think he'll have a good day. Nate Burleson is more of a a deeper flex option for me. Titus Young, just say no this week. And obviously, to the rest of them, they're they're not really fantasy relevant most weeks anyway, but I would take a pass. And I'm going to say no to the defense and the kicker for Detroit. Philly will put up points. It won't be pretty, but they'll find a way. For Philadelphia, I'm going to start quarterback Michael Vick, the embattled one. Running back LaShawn McCoy, wide receiver Deshaun Jackson, and tight end Brent Selleck are all starts for me this week. Wide receivers Jeremy Macklin and Jason Avant are flex options. 
kicker Alex Henry is a maybe for me, as is the Eagles' defense. And I would say no to running backs Bryce Brown and Deion Lewis, wide receivers Damaris Johnson and Riley Cooper, who's um, questionable with his collarbone injury. Next up, we've got Kansas City at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay had the week off last week. Kansas City apparently took the week off. But I think Kansas City is going to bounce back, and I don't know if you'd consider this an upset, but I think they're going to win this game pretty handily. I like Kansas City, regardless of who's quarterbacking them, to win against Tampa Bay's terrible pass defense. I'll take Kansas City uh, between their uh, between their running game and Tampa Bay's terrible pass game. I think the Eagles, I mean, the Chiefs find a way to score 28 points in this game, and I think they'll beat Tampa 28-17. Um. I think Tampa Bay wins this, and I think they win it by a touchdown. I, I'm i not as high up on Kansas City as you are, but this is a yearly theme with us. And I'm, I think, a little more concerned about the, the quarterback situation right now in Kansas City. Uh, obviously, they had that whole issue with their fans cheering for Castle, allegedly, allegedly cheering for him getting injured. Um, so it looks like we're going to have the Brady Quinn show this week. And... Um, I'm just not completely sure how it's going to work out. So I think Tampa Bay, I like what they're doing a little better, and I'm going to go with them this week. Like I said, it's looking like we're going to get a Brady Quinn sighting, although they haven't officially ruled Castle out yet. Um, I'm going to say really only a second quarterback option. He should not be the only quarterback you're starting this week. Um, Dwayne Bowe was the end-all and be-all of Kansas City receivers with Matt Castle. I think he's still probably the best option out of this bunch, but you just you think John Baldwin may be a, an interesting flex option just because he may have more rapport with Brady Quinn. It's kind of hard to say with the first time you got a quarterback coming out. Um, Jamal Charles and Sean Draw are, are really the only running backs you should be looking at. Peyton Hillis, again, not playing this week. Tight end Tony Moiaki, I think, is an interesting option. Uh, again, a new quarterback, Sharp and I both like to think tight ends are, are more of a safety valve, security blanket. So he may get a little more uh, action than he normally does this week, but I would say no to the defense and the kicker because I think Tampa Bay can score points on them. Tampa Bay, I like running back Doug Martin this week, wide receiver Vincent Jackson. Chiefs pass defense is pretty good, so Josh Freeman is a no for me this week. Running back Garrett Blunt, I think he might actually get some more carries this week in relief of Martin and as the season goes down it wouldn't as goes on it wouldn't surprise me if Blunt got more and more playing time again. Wide receiver Mike Williams is a flex option for me this week. Kansas City's pass defense is pretty good again this season and Tampa's defense is a maybe for me. Stay away as I said from quarterback Josh Freeman, tight end Dallas Clark and kicker Connor Barth. Okay. So that's it for the early games. Why don't we move on to the late games? And here, first up is Buffalo and Arizona. Arizona might, I, I'm not sure off the top of my head whether this has happened before, but they started out 4-0, and and I think there's a good chance they're going to miss the playoffs altogether because that offense is just really pathetic. That has to be, at this point, probably one of the, the half-dozen worst I offenses think, I think in the, the league. I think the biggest problem is the offensive line. I, I think that's the, the center of the issue. I don't think it's getting any better anytime soon, though, unfortunately, and people are just going to keep getting injured. It's awful. Yeah, and 
I think Buffalo is going to be able to exploit that, and I think they'll win by roughly two touchdowns. I'll go with a final score of Buffalo 27 and Arizona 14. If you have either Buffalo running back, I think this is a really nice week to start them. Um, don't be discouraged by the lack of Fred Jackson production last week against the 49ers defense that is very good. Um, the Arizona defense, while it is statistically good, it's going to be hard uh, for them to stop all the offense that Buffalo's going to be able to throw at them. This is a week that Buffalo fans can finally kind of get excited about some things again. I think go ahead and start Ryan Fitzpatrick. You can start Fred Jackson and C.J. Spiller. I think Spiller will get a few more of the carries than Jackson, but I think they'll both have a respectable amount of fantasy points, especially in a thinner week at the running back position. Definitely start wide receiver Stevie Johnson, and I like Donald Jones even though he kind of struggled last week. Part of that was because the run game couldn't get going, so it's harder to establish uh, a deeper pass game. I think he'll fare better this week. And tight end Scott Chandler, I think, will see some increased targets as well. Um, I am probably going to start... If you're in a deeper league like I'm talking, you start more than one defense or you're in a 14 or 16 team league, then go ahead and start the Bills. If you're in a 10 team league, it's probably not your your best option, but this Arizona offense is going to be able to do so little that even with a bad Buffalo defense, it's still a pretty good matchup. So it it feels wrong to say, but I think you can still start that defense in in a lot of scenarios. I agree. Um, I, I like Buffalo defense this week, as we alluded to in the waiver wire pickups before. For Arizona, wide receiver Larry Fitzgerald is the only must-start for me. Quarterback Kevin Cobb, second quarterback at best. Running back William Powell is a flex option for me. Wide receiver Andre Roberts, tight end Rob Hausler, flex options in the defense is a maybe. Quarterback John Skelton, again, he's questionable with an ankle injury, but don't expect to see him unless that offensive line gets Kevin Cobb killed. Running backs Ryan Williams is out for the season, so you don't want to start um, him. And, um, Rod Stevens Howling, questionable with a hip injury, don't start him. Wide receivers early do set and Michael Floyd. Leave them on your bench. Tight ends Jeff King and Todd Heap. Leave them on your bench. And kicker Jay Feely, same thing, leave him on the bench. Mm-hmm. So right. not a lot to get excited about in that game. That's definitely one that I, I'm i not too uh, keen to be watching. Mm-hmm. So this next game I think is going to be a little bit more entertaining. New England's defense is better this week. Seattle, I'm not sure they're going to be able to take advantage of that, at least not fully. So I think New England's going to eke out a victory here against a pretty tough Seattle defense. But I like New England to win this game 28-24. What's your take on this one? I I think New England wins this a little a little more handily than you do. Um, I have a little more faith in in the New England defense shutting down Seattle, and I just don't think the Seattle defense, while it is a a better defense, I just don't think they can stop both the run game and the pass game of New England. Um, I I really like the the a lot of their pass options this week. I think you definitely start Tom Brady, start Wes Welker. I'm starting Brandon Lloyd. Uh, tight end Rob Gronkowski, definitely start him. I'm a little more on the fence with Aaron Hernandez, but it's not a bad option if you need a flex player. Running back Stephen Ridley, I'm still starting, um, but really you have to roll back the expectations. You have to really understand that he did fumble last week, and Bill Belichick's crazy, and he's got a lot of other running backs he's trying to fit in there. 
Brandon Bolden, I think you can start, and Danny Woodhead in a deeper league, or if you need, you're really desperate for a, a waiver wire pick, he's a decent flex player. I'm, I think he's going to see more of a pass game effect than he will running the ball, but he'll be in there, and I think he'll have some some small amount of value that's better than no value. So I am starting the defense and the kicker for New England. I think they win by 10 points. For Seattle, the only must-start for me this week is running back Marshawn Lynch. Running back Robert Turbin might be an interesting flex option. Actually, I'll I'll be more definitive and say he is an interesting flex option. Start him if you need a flex option this week. Wide receiver Sidney Rice, tight end Zach Miller, flex options for me. Kicker Stephen Hauschka in the defense are both maybes for me this week. Quarterback Russell Wilson is a no. Wide receivers Grady Tate, Doug Baldwin, and Ben Aldamanu are all no's for me. So... Let's keep on going. So next game is is a difficult one for me to figure out, and that's my New York Giants going up against San Francisco rematch of last year's NFC Championship game. San Francisco, I think they're going to win this game, although it's it's a bit of a toss-up, but I just don't think the Giants' pass defense will be able to keep Alex Smith and... Michael Crabtree in check, so I'll go with San Francisco to win this game by a field goal, 31-28. I agree. I think San Francisco wins this. The Giants are so – they look so different from week to week. It's a little tough to decide what they're going to do. I I agree. I think it will be a semi-close game, but I think think San Francisco probably comes away with the victory here. Um, like we talked about earlier, their running back situation is they're a little beat up. It's kind of like musical chairs right now. And their wide receivers are still dropping like flies. Again, we're not going to see Hakeem Nix most likely this week. Um, and so that presents some interesting options. I think you can start Eli Manning, and I I think that's probably going to be their pass game just going to be a little more effective than the run this week. Um, but, again, it's not a great matchup, San Francisco, so keep it in mind. You can start Victor Cruz, Dominic Hickson I like, and Ruben Randall is really more of a deeper flex option. Running back Ahmad Bradshaw is going to be the the number one guy this week, but Andre Brown's going to be out with his concussion. So David Wilson, I think, is an interesting flex option, or if you're in a deeper league or you just need somebody to fill the gap, um, I think he'll get some touches. Tight end Martellus Bennett, I definitely want to start. And I'm saying no to the kicker in the defense because San Francisco is definitely going to put up some points here. For San Francisco, I like Alex Smith this week. I like running back Frank Gore, wide receiver Michael Crabtree, tight end Vernon Davis, and kicker David Akers. Feel free to start all of them. Wide receiver Mario Manningham, as I said earlier, is having a quietly good season. He's a good flex option this Mm -hmm. week and the defense is a maybe for me. Quarterback Colin Kaepernick is a no for me, but he's been sort of doing the Tim Tebow thing there. I think he has a couple rushing touchdowns now. In case we forgot about him, he's popping up. (laughs) Yeah, he had four carries last week. He's got a couple rushing touchdowns now, so not that you want to start a quarterback who's going to get three or four carries a week, but he's, he's somebody to keep an eye on for the future then, and if Alex Smith's uh, hand injury turns out to be worse, his finger injury turns out to be worse than we think, or if you know, Jason Pierre-Paul just happens to land on his hand at some point this week, 
you know, Kaepernick may find himself in a starring role sooner rather than later. Running back Kendall Hunter looked good in the blowout last week, but don't expect him to get much playing time this week, so he's on the bench. Uh, Brandon Jacobs is questionable with a knee injury. Keep him on the bench. Michael James is yet to be heard from the season. Mm-hmm. Wide receivers, Randy Moss, Kyle Williams, they had a little bit more action last week in the blowout but against Jacksonville, but I, I think you can safely keep both of those guys on your bench this week. All right, let's keep rolling. All right, Minnesota at Washington. Of course, a lot of this just depends on who is going to be quarterbacking Washington, I think um, RG3 will end up being well enough to play. At least that's my assumption in forecasting this game. And if he is well enough to play, even if he's not at full strength, I think this becomes a very interesting game, another coin flip game. Since Washington's at home, I'll take them to uh, give Minnesota their second loss of the season. I'll take Washington to win 28-27. Even with a healthy RG3, I think Minnesota wins this by a touchdown, maybe 10 points. I I just like their chances this week. I just I don't know. I don't get the feeling that we may see a ton of RG three though this week. Um fantasy wise there's a lot to look at this week for Minnesota. Christian Ponder I think is not a bad start. The Washington defense loves to give up big pass yards and Percy Harvin is more than happy to take those. Uh I think that even you could even go ahead and start him as your only quarterback if you're in a deeper league. I'd be okay with that. It's not the best thing in the world, but I wouldn't be appalled by it. (laughs) I think, obviously, Percy Harvin, I think you go ahead and start. Uh, Jerome Simpson had been somebody that that we were a little excited about the last two weeks. He is probably not seeing much of the field this week. He's banged up his back. He's got a numb hand. He's got a lot of issues. They're calling him questionable. I'd be shocked if he played, which opens the door a little bit for Michael Jenkins, who I think is more of a flex option. I don't see him putting up huge points this week, but... Um, I think I like him a little better than Devin Arama should do, who one day will be able to say his name on the first try. Um, Running back Adrian Peterson is a no-brainer start for me, as is tight end Kyle Rudolph, who was a little more silent last week than I I had hoped for, but I think he rebounds this week. And I am starting both the defense and the kicker for Minnesota because I, I truly do think they win this game handily. So Washington, since... I think RG3 is going to play for me. He's a second quarterback option. Even if he does play, he's probably not going to be running around a lot for fear of getting him uh, further concussed. Running back Alfred Morris, I know Minnesota's run defense, pretty good reputation, but I think you can start him this week. Wide receiver Pierre Garçon, if he's healthy enough, I think you start him. Tight end Fred Davis is a start. Uh, RG3, as I said, is a second quarterback. Wide receivers Santana Moss and Leonard Hankerson are flex options for me this week. Newly signed kicker Kai Forbath, uh, no more Billy Cundiff. He's gotten cut by both uh, um, Washington area teams now in the space of a couple months. So Kai Forbath is the new Washington kicker. He's a maybe for me this week, as is the Redskins defense. Kirk Cousins, if he plays, is a no for me. Running back Seven Royster and Ryan Granter knows and wide receiver Aldrick Robinson, who um, is still probably the butt of many jokes for that preseason, uh, for the pregame injury a couple weeks ago. He's also a no for me this week. Yeah. So into the home stretch yeah. now. We've got two games left. The Sunday night game, Green Bay at Houston. And, again, Green Bay, obviously, that was a terrible call, the Seattle game, but 
still you got to bounce mm-hmm. back, and they're just not hitting on all cylinders right now. And Janet convinced me to try taking a quarterback in the first round in a league this year. So I've taken, I took Aaron Rodgers, but hasn't worked out so well this. Hey, I didn't tell so you to far. take Aaron Rodgers. I just told you to take a quarterback. <laughs> well, he was your top-ranked quarterback. I mean, let's not kid ourselves. But yeah, I love Aaron Rodgers. I still like him. He's just, you know, he's struggling a little bit. Yeah, well, I, I think he'll rebound, but just not this week. I think Houston, their defense, even minus Brian Cushing, is still going to be up to the task of shutting down Green Bay. I like Houston to win this game 27-20. I agree with you, Houston wins. I think I agree with you on the score. Um, I I think Aaron Rodgers will have a better game than maybe you think he will. Um, I have no confidence in the running backs right now. I would love to be surprised by the Green Bay running backs and have James Starks, who I affectionately call Mintberry Crunch, or Alex Green step up and, and really do something. But Aaron Rodgers is going to have to throw the ball about 100 times this week, and so I think you're going to get some fantasy value out of it. I mean... Odds are something's got to catch. And it looks like uh, Greg Jennings will be back this week unless something happens in the next day or two to change that. Uh, It looks like they were trying to shut him down last week to hopefully have him healthier for this week. So keep an eye on that. But if Greg Jennings plays, I start him and Jordy Nelson, who's had kind of a rough few weeks. But I think having Jennings back makes Jordy Nelson more valuable As strange as that may sound, he just is going to play better with the defense being a little more split up on wide receiver. James Jones is still an excellent flex option. He got some good time last week, um, and I think he's still going to see some targets this week, just not quite as many with Greg Jennings back. And I'm saying no to tight end Michael Finley. He got hurt in the second half last week. It's not a great matchup for tight ends against Houston defense as it is, and he's not healthy. Uh, I'm just avoiding that situation for this week. Same with the running backs. You just don't know if it's going to be Green or if it's going to be Starks or if they're going to be effective at all. I think you just need to wait and see. If you want to go pick up Alex Green, go right ahead. I just don't know if this is the week you want to start him. Uh, Don't start the Green Bay defense, but I am okay with starting kicker Mason Crosby because I do think there will be some opportunities for him to kick some field goals. For Houston, I would start running back Arian Foster, not that you needed me to tell you that. Wide receiver Andre Johnson, everybody's writing about how he's not the same wide receiver he was a couple years ago, but I still think he's worth starting this week. Tight end Owen Daniels is a start, and Houston's defense is a start this week, even without Brian Cushing. Quarterback Matt Schaub is a second quarterback for me. Running back James Casey, or he's more of a tight end, but he's listed at running back in most fantasy leagues. He's a flex option this week if you're short at running back. Wide receiver Kevin Walter, flex option. Kicker Shane Graham is a maybe for me. Running backs Ben Tate and Justin Forsett are no's. Wide receivers Keyshawn Martin, Devere Posey, and Lester Jean are all no's for me. So that brings us to our last game of the week, the Monday night game, the Peyton Broncos against the Phillip Chargers. I like the Broncos to win this. It'll be somewhat of a shootout, but I think Denver's defense is a little bit better than San Diego, so I'll take them to win this game 31-24. I agree. I am starting Peyton Manning. I'm starting Willis McGahee. I am starting Demarius Thomas and Eric Decker. Brandon Stokely, much more of a flex option, but he is seeing targets, especially in this week where Peyton Manning's going to throw forever. 
Tight end Joel Dreesen I like marginally better than Jacob Tanmi, but both are not going to be awesome options this week. But you've got more of a chance of seeing the end zone with Joel Dreesen. Uh, don't start the defense, but start the kicker. What do you think about San Diego? San Diego, I like running backs Ryan Matthews, wide receiver Malcolm Floyd, and tight end Antonio Gates. Quarterback Phillip Rivers is the second quarterback for me this week. Ronnie Brown, wide receivers Robert Meacham and Eddie Royal are flex options for me. And whichever kicker starts, Nick Novak or Nate Kading, is a maybe for me this week. Running back Jackie Battle and uh, Curtis Sprinkley are no's for me, as is the defense. Fair enough. And that brings us to the end of the show this week. We'll be back again next week from 9.30 to 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Wednesday night, as we are every Wednesday. And you can find us all week long, all over the Internet. You can find us through email at the number 4thninchesshow at gmail.com. That's the number 4thninchesshow at gmail.com. Our Twitter handle is the same as well, the number 4thninchesshow. And we are more than happy to help you with your lineup start and sit questions. Feel free to find us on our personal Twitter accounts as well. I'm at jkim16, and the Sherpa is at fantasy underscore Sherpa. You can also find us at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page on Facebook and at FantasyFootballSherpa.com, which has awesome articles and rankings for your fantasy needs. And like I said, we will see you guys next Wednesday night. And if you missed this show or any other show, you can download us on iTunes or in the archives at Blog Talk Radio uh, because I'm sure you don't want to miss a minute of us. <laughs> of course not. So thanks for a great show, Jan, and good luck to everyone's teams this week, and hopefully you'll survive the running back shortage. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. Thanks so much, guys.